Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Get in the know. Nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Was there any soreness for the shoulder during the game? I mean, how did it feel at all? Good. Good. Um, and I'm going to stay on top of it. And I'm going to keep doing what I do. You know, sticking to the, 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 the system, the process, and, you know, get this thing back, you know, 100% and just keep keep moving forward, keep trying to win these games, man. We got to keep winning. December is important for us right now. And welcome into Purple Access. That, of course, the hero from last night's Vikings. Far too, um, far too close victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Purple Access, presented by our friends at Surly Brewing, Surly Furious in particular, after last night's game. If you didn't need a Surly, I don't know. <laughs> I, you, you must not be alive. Also, a uh, uh, big shout-out to our friends at TCL TV. Enjoy more with TCL, and hopefully you watch the game on a crisp, clear TCL and saw that 29 nothing lead for the Vikings and thought, man, my TCL is working great, and then the rest of the game came along. It's Zolgad. It's Chip Scoggin, Star Tribune sports columnist, my former partner in crime on the Vikings beat, and um, executive producer Declan Goff. And uh, Chip, I just want your thoughts. I mean, that was so crazy. There were so many storylines. Your thoughts on on a win that I guess I can safely say from my standpoint felt like more of a loss just because of how it unfolded. That was not a game you wanted to happen that night on deadline. <laughs> As a writer. No, no. That was no. I aged, I aged about ten years last night. Um, we've seen some weird things with this team and this organization, Judd. And that one, that one is up there. I mean, yeah, twenty nine nothing. You know, I'm pounding down a column about how great this defense is playing. <laughs> they make Ben Roethlisberger look like he was seventy five years old, and I mean, <laughs> you could not have two more polar opposite halves. Uh, by that team, it, this there's something about this team that just cannot get out of its own way. I mean, it's 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 remarkable that they could turn a 29 to nothing lead into oh my god, you got to make a game safe and play in the, in the end zone on the last play. It's unbelievable, Judd. Mm-hmm. Did that? So I I was trying to draw Minnesota sports equivalents to if the Vikings had lost that game. And I actually don't know if I have a Vikings equivalent. The only thing I could come up with is the Mason era Gophers that you covered. It felt like a Gophers game from circa 2004 or five. Well, I was there writing about Michigan 03. This would have been worse now. I mean, this was, 
this would have been worse than that yeah. because um, Judd, the Steelers in the first half looked like they didn't even want to be in Minnesota. I mean, I, it couldn't – the way the, – the running lanes that Dalvin Cook had were, were embarrassing for uh, Pittsburgh. I mean, just the way they were just getting hammered up front, both in the trenches, both sides. And then Big Ben, I mean, he – how many free runs did Vikings defenders have at him for sacks? I mean, it was just like at halftime you're thinking, okay, this is going to be, you know, a 45 to 10 game. And so that one, well, it would have been the, the biggest blown lead in NFL history, correct? I believe that. Did I read that correct? I, I think I saw was I it believe, somebody I tweeted that that would have been I believe the biggest blown correct. We haven't seen it. There is, there would be no, a regular season. I mean, you haven't seen something like that. So, right. um, Judd, it just reaffirmed, well, a couple things. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to the Detroit game. If that defensive line and linebackers, if they do not get pressure on the quarterback, their cornerbacks are just not good enough. I mean, first half was four sacks. Roethlisberger's had no time. He's, you know, it just looked awful. Second half, one sack. He had time, and and the uh, Vikings cornerbacks just – they're just not good enough, Judd. And so I think that's what you're going to see. It's like it's hard for them – we keep saying, you know, put your foot on their throat, bury a team. But when you have a, a secondary that has that many deficiencies, I think it's hard. The stat that Kevin uh, tweeted from ESPN Stats and Info was no team in National Football League history has ever won a regular season game after trailing by more than 28 points. The largest deficit overcome overall was 32 points by the Bills against the Houston Oilers in the 92 wildcard round. So, yeah. yes, th- th- this would have been the most colossal, epic meltdown in, in a regular season game. Now, there's a lot of things here, too. Uh, I agree with you. The Steelers were basically begging the Vikings to put them out of their misery. The Steelers had no intention of coming back. Uh, so it's not like, oh, man, look how the plucky Steelers. They 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 were like, we're dead. It's over. And the Vikings are like, oh, no, come here. Come on. Come on. Come in. We'll be a good guest. Come in the door. We're, we got chips and dip and some surlies for you. And uh, put your feet up, Chase Claypool and Big Ben. Um, but. Chip, I said at the at the end of the day, to use a cliche, I honestly think that that game is the perfect time capsule moment for anyone who asks about the 2021 Vikings, because yeah. the first half showed the potential that that this team had. And let, let Chip, we talked about that. Like this could have been a really good team. Uh, the first half showed the potential. The second half showed the reality of who they are. Uh, yeah. I think I think if somebody says, you know, in 20 years, I want to know more about that 2021 Vikings. Um, I think you pull this game out and say this encapsulates the 2021 team. Yeah, it's it's the Jekyll and Hyde. And, and you know, we, we've seen uh, me and you have covered a lot of weird Vikings things. A lot of it's off the field. Yeah. But this this season is more on the field where it's every game. I, mean, I can't imagine. uh you know, for the player, I was talking to Mark Craig about this last night, just like the human component to this, like being in all these games, like last, you know, giving up leads, coming back, every game's going down to the finals. It's like at some point you wonder if they're just going to be like, okay, that's, that's too much. This is too much to keep doing this. Um, but it, but I, I think it shows what we said about this team going back. 
they have some star powers and some obvious flaws. And and those two things will make them look really good and really bad. Yes. We're also getting a master class on, because this is always the question in all sports. How much does coaching matter? That's always a question. Yeah. Like, like in some leagues, it's like, ow, oh, coaching, co- co- you know, who cares? And it's like, oh, that might not be true. Um, this is a poorly coached team. Top to bottom, for the most part, it's a poorly coached team. When, when, now, first of all, the close games, for the most part, are self-induced. Like, yeah. your games are close. And, you know, Mike says things like, I keep telling them, well, Mike, it's your team. You know, it's not your yeah. job to tell them. It's your job to help fix, fix that problem. And the other thing is, you know, when you look at that defensive meltdown, and I know Hunter's out and Griffin's out, and that hurts, okay? But everybody loses, guys. When you look at how poorly coached the majority of those corners are, and Patrick Peterson is not Zim's guy, so he's just himself. But when you look at uh, Breland, and then he's not good, and Dantzler, who's gone backwards, like massively backwards. And And then Chris yeah, Chris Boyd, who should not be on the roster, Alexander. Um, we are far enough along where if they're screwing up and the coach is like, they're screwing up, it's like, no, Mike, again, that's on you. This is this is a this is a master class overall on what poor coaching can do to a team that should be better than it is. Yeah, Zimmer had his uh we're taping this Friday morning and Zimmer had his day after this morning and I was listening to it and I mean, it was clear he was frustrated with his quarterbacks. He, he, someone asked him about it. This kind of the roller coaster, and he started going into all the the. Basically, they're they weren't lined up. Their alignment. He was saying, you know, they ran this technique. They were supposed to be doing something else. And he said, you know, these guys. He said, if they can get lined up right and have the right, you know, it's like this is week thirteen. That's on you. I mean, that that should be. I, I could understand maybe early in the season, but isn't this stuff that you you iron out in training camp? that you're still having alignment issues yeah. in week 13. So yeah, that's, and particularly cause like Mike, that's your area of expertise. That's your, you know, um, and these aren't rookies. I mean, I, I know dancer's not a veteran, but he's, he's played a lot. And so uh, yeah, it, it, that to me is the, think about all the maneuvering they did this off season, this past off season to get guys in the secondary. And they're going to make that an emphasis. And it's still this poor. I mean, just a really poor secondary. And so, um, but you even, you even go back to the coaching. is like, you know, late in that game, and I was watching, watching back, the uh, the Cousins interception on, was it third and five there with like five and a half minutes to go? Like, Why are they throwing the ball there? I mean, no. you're, you're up two scores. Just run the ball. I got a theory about that. I think when so so the first half of last night's game chip to me, um, which I liked, but it was like they finally let a fan call plays because the play calling was so obvious. And and you know, we've all been saying it, right? If Dalvin's playing, you feed him and and you and you force the ball to Jefferson at times. It's not saying it's always going to go well, but he needs the football because when he action. gets it, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so like the first half, they sort of did that in, in that first. So the potential touchdown pass and the throw was actually a really good throw, but it was slightly off. The first tu- the first potential touchdown pass on series the one-handed one, one? Uh, to Jefferson yeah. that he almost caught in the end zone. Yeah. Um, 
and and it was and he, it would have been a great catch. But in Kirk's defense, he threw it a little bit long because if it goes short, it probably gets picked off. Correct. So so like that's a great shot, double coverage. Um, but again, I'll go to take that shot. I know it's risky, yeah. but take it. Uh, but in the second half, and and Phil said the same thing too, and Mackie's right. It's like when Clint decides to put the pedal to the floor, he doesn't know when to ease off of it. The yeah. third and eight last night, <clears throat> late in that game, on the throw to K.J. Osborne, incomplete, which stopped the clock with, I think, 2.16 left. Third and eight, in that case, with the lead, I would run it because you're going to yeah. eat a ton of clock off, and I believe Tomlin had just used his last t- timeout. So to answer your question, I don't think when when Clint finally pulls off or yeah, when when Clint finally puts his foot down to the floorboard, it's like he doesn't know, okay, now it's time to ease off. It's like we're either all in or we're yeah. all out. Well, that's yeah, I mean, they were up 36-20 and the clock was uh this was right after the the Cousins had to scramble for the first down. And then they ran the ball, ran the ball, and it was like third and five, I think. And it's like, and then that's when the interception came, right? And uh, and you're just like, you know, it feels weird because we've all, we've been preaching be aggressive, be aggressive, but there, there's a time and place. It's like that's what our the sport, the, the clock yeah. is your friend now. Yeah. Um, just run it, and and heck, the way they run the ball, you could have gotten five yards off that too. But it was just like that was like a series of ten <laughs> things that had to happen for them to blow that game and they did nine and a half of right i mean mm-hmm. the one thing they did right is uh harrison smith and xavier woods converged to knock the you know the ball out to save the game but um god it was just a lesson and like a slow moving train wreck <laughs> you yeah. could just, yes. I, I couldn't believe some of the things you're seeing and and uh you know the i thought the boyd taunting penalty really gave the steelers life there because that was a second and ten they threw him for a loss right so it's going to be third and long, and now you give them new life with that, and it's just you're Chris, you're taunting a guy, I, you know. And then the uh, uh, dancer pi at the goal line there, you know, you're basically giving them a walk in touchdown there. So it's just, it just feels like with their secondary, Judd, their margin of error is so small because you just know teams are going to be able to pick on them. Yeah, I agree. Um, the sec- well, well, the, cor- the that cornerback position is so bad and so poorly coached, and I don't understand why Chris Boyd is here. Um, he's not a good player. I don't, I don't get why Cam Dantzler has gone so far backwards. That to me is is coaching. Um, and and look, I mean, Mike. What frustrates me about Mike is is you know Cam Dantzler did not have. It's not like he, he had a great rookie season. But he showed promise. He definitely showed promise. And then they got Breland to start. And I thought that they they would sort of ease Dantzler back in. Um, and instead, from the start of training camp, it was like they were trying to find the flaws there. He's not doing this and he's not doing that. And then yeah. Chip, he wasn't even active in week one. He eventually tweets, it's frustrating. And, and yeah, that's not a mature thing, but he is a kid. Um, and, you know, the problem with that is in Detroit, when you had to have him, he failed you. Yeah. Am yeah. I shocked by that? No. I, I mean, you, yeah. you've got kids. If you, if you constantly put your kids down and, and say they can't do their schoolwork and say this and that, and then they flunk a test, 
Don't you yeah. say, I wonder if how I treated them was a problem. And I'm not saying it solves all of the problems, but when mm-hmm. Cam Dantzler really botched that entire play, I was like, if you followed this team since training camp, it's not completely shocking. No, no. I mean, I'm sure his head's spinning right now. Like, um... well, I think he's defeated. I think he's defeated. And I think it's been clear for a long time. And then like all of a sudden you're like, let's throw him back in the fire and see how well he failed you. Yeah. And I, we looked it up. And these are, you know, these are Rick Spillman's uh, free agent signings. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander at, on PFF uh, for, for cornerbacks, 80 out of 82, and had 400 snaps. Wow. Uh, Breland was 78. Yeah, you know, even Patrick Peterson was 44. So, you know, by the PFF rankings, I mean, you signed two of the worst cornerbacks in the NFL. And, okay, well. I mean, <laughs> and they're starting. You know, I mean, it's like, uh, that's why I just think it's so hard for this team to put anyone away because offenses are going to find them and they're going to pick on them and they're just going to score points on them. And it's like, it just feels like no lead is going to be big enough because uh, they're going to give up plays in the passing game. Yeah. The other, Even the other, Detroit. Yeah. And here's the other problem too. And the, this again goes back on Mike as well. So when Mike got here, this was a league that embraced the pass at that point, but it was different than it, it is now. And part of what Mike likes is he likes his corners to be what chipper aggressive and physical. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and like Rhodes was Rhodes who became very good was eventually a guy who got away with a lot because one, he learned how to do it. And two, he was really good. Um, but this league now, and, and Big Ben started to do this last night, and it's the smartest thing I think a quarterback can do. You literally chuck the ball up, you overthrow mm-hmm. it slightly so it can't be picked off, and then you wait for um, Breland or Dantzler or Boyd to grab the target because that's sort of how, how you know, the Vikings yeah. teach you to be physical, and it's 2021, baby. You know what's coming next? The hanky. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and that's on coaching, too. And the thing is, you, you watch those, they were penalties. The yes. Breland one at the, at the, at the goal line, that's, that's a, or a dancer at the goal. That's a penalty. Um, and Breland mugged. The Breland one on the, on the catch, which is an incredible catch. Yes. Um, that was a penalty. I mean, and so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, I'm sure Zimmer would probably point to personnel more than, you know, I mean, it's like, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is, but um, I know when they don't get pressure, and that's what was so maddening about the Detroit game. It's like you have to manufacture uh, pressure on these quarterbacks because yep. these corners are not good enough if if you don't do that. Yep. Yeah, they they don't have uh, the first half last night was exactly how they should go. Because I would rather, if I'm Mike at this point, I would rather that my team gets beat with me pressuring too much yeah. than, than trying to lay off and drop extra guys back, which which a lot of times does not work. So No, I'm, and, and quarterbacks are good enough. And, he, and we saw him bring the double-A gap blitzes back last night, and he, he just kind of said, and that's what you have to do is like 
Yeah. Roethlisberger can't move. I mean, it right. was that was painful to watch that first half. I mean, he just looked like he's got a retired chip. Yeah. Well, he looked pretty damn good in the second half. Yeah, I mean, go away. No, just go away. <laughs> it's pathetic. Just go I'm not away. saying you should come back. So you're you're because disdain you're, you're, for when veteran quarterbacks reach their, oh, their just, ladder. Your tweet yesterday, yeah. you said that that's how you're gonna remember Big Ben, not the two Super Bowls and being no, one of the I'm biggest remem- and most no. physical dominating quarterbacks of his prime. <laughs> no, I'm gonna remember that crap of him trying to move around the field like he's seventy eight years old. It was that <laughs> yeah. no, just go away. And yes, he still but but Chip, he also so he did make some deep passes. I saw that. I get that. But he also at times was shot putting the football. Yeah. Like his, his guys him. won. And and like felt like his receivers won every 50-50 ball mm-hmm. in the second half. <laughs> That's like ridiculous. Like, yeah, I know. You're right. Um what do we make of cousins, man? He is who he is, I think. I mean, he's had a great year at times. There's no question about it. Look, I my entire assessment of this team is it's gone stale that that's my that's my assessment i i have a lot of hope for certain players who i think will be good but i think that the key the key players and this includes coaches and executives uh like spielman zimmer and kirk it's just stale they took their shot it didn't work uh kirk was i mean kirk's kirk completed i think four passes in the second half last night uh, he completed two to Pittsburgh players. Now one is on Jefferson, but w- that the one that Jefferson, you're talking yeah. about's on him. Yeah. Um. I but I mean, can Kirk win the important games? No. Can Mike do it? No. It's just stale. Yeah. It just seemed like, um, you know, Detroit game. Second half was better. Obviously, first game, first half he was just checking down everything. Just off last night. Him and JJ were just you know off. Like I was thinking about the the one play was a third quarter. Where uh, Jefferson had tried to make the Odell, you know, one arm. Yes. The ball was way over his head. It's like, God, that's he's just off, bad. you know. That's yeah. a bad pass, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, what was it? Uh, one completion for like one yard in the third quarter. Um, yeah. It wasn't good. No, no. I mean. Kirk gets tight, though. Like, like, the, yeah. like as soon as something go, goes wrong, the pick on the first play of the third quarter in San Francisco, right? Mm-hmm. Last yeah. night it started to swing sort of weird. And then it and it, as soon as there's adversity, I think Kirk and Mike both in their own ways freak out. Yeah, in different ways, yeah. Like I don't think they can calm it down. That's the key to sports, right? Yeah. Lower the, Lower the rate, temperature. <laughs> you'll be fine. Everyone's gonna be fine. Judd, wouldn't that secondary make your heart rate go <laughs> be fast though? Well, if I had coached them that poorly, you'd be up at myself. I'd be mad at myself. <laughs> I mean, they're terribly coached. I, I mean, Cam Dantzler is terribly coached. There is no like you can't keep getting around. Well, remember Rhodes? Yeah, Trey Wayne's, who I I thought got a bad rap and turned himself into a good player. I give Mike credit for that one. But you know, this team is poorly coached. The offensive coordinator, who had a decent game last night for sure has done a bad job. Like there's too many mm-hmm. elements. Coaching matters. Structure yeah. matters, especially with Kirk. Kirk <clears throat> Kirk is going to do what you tell Kirk to do. And and you've also got to be in charge of calming him down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say about them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I think it's all of the above, right? I mean, I think it's everything we've mentioned. And so I mean, yeah. It's funny. I was thinking about this this morning. Like, I, I don't think they would fire Zimmer during the season. You know, I just don't. Agreed. There's not enough games left. Like, who are you going to – what's the objective? You know, you're not going to do that. Right. However, 
Had they lost that game, I thought the same thing. I think there, I think there would have been a uh, yep. New, I think there'd been a news conference over there today. I just, I think, you know, I think the Welsh would have completely lost their bleep. Yeah, that would be the greatest, biggest, you know, meltdown in NFL regular season history. I mean, right with with a coach who's already on a hot seat, and so, um, yeah, Judd. I mean, it like you wake up the morning this morning, I was just like. What the heck just happened last night? You know, I mean, it was so bizarre. It felt like a weird dream. Yeah. Like, uh, like, oh, yeah, the Vikings were up big at the half, and, uh, the, it, you know, it was fantastic, and then they pretty much collapsed. Yeah. It felt like a weird dream. All right, I'm, I'm going to get to two positives, but before that, I'm going to get to the biggest positive of the show, Chip Scoggins, <laughs> and every week we get to it. It is a favorite of yours. It is a fa- favorite of mine. Heck, it's a favorite of Declan Goff's as well. Surly Brewing Company makes Surly Furious, and Surly Furious IPA was made for the weekend. All right, there's no Vikings on Sunday, but you know what there is on Sunday? A ton of football, and I hope that all of us here are sitting on our couch with a Surly Furious, enjoying, in Chip's case, the tall boy. He likes the tall Mm -hmm. boy. I like the tall ones. In Chip's case, the tall boy, but I hope we all enjoy a nice weekend away from the um, from the torture that can be the Vikings, <laughs> and we enjoy a surly with our football. That's what I hope. <laughs> Chip, happy surly Sunday to you. Declan, happy surly Sunday to you. Exactly. Uh, all right, the positives. Uh, positive one. Um, I think last night, is, as torturous as that seemed, I think last night keeps Vikings fans on track to get what a lot of them want, which is going to be changes. Um, I think that that, like, the Detroit game was a huge boon for that, for sure, as far as uh, this is going to cause changes. And I think last night, again, shows that that this has run its course. Uh, So I think if you're expecting... January 10th to be a day of changes, which which would, I think, be probably Mike stepping down or being fired. And and possibly, as we saw reported in ESPN's Insider, uh, Rick Spielman being kicked higher upstairs. I still think that we're very much on track for that. Do you agree? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, barring something crazy happened down the stretch here, I, I just think... Um, when that momentum starts and, and you feel like, I mean, this fan base is angry and last night did not, you know, calm the nerves or calm the, the frustration and the, the, you know, pushback on this regime. And so uh, I, I will not be surprised. Yeah. The fan base. Is, so what, what was your read outside of all the Steeler uh, fans with terrible towels last night, Chipper? Yeah. What was your read on that crowd? Cause I thought it was between subdued and angry and sort of mystified by where did this first half come from? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the you know, it was such a bizarre game because you see that first half and you're like, you know, this is what, you know, Dalvin and Jefferson and the defenses, they're blitzing and these guys are playing well. Like, where's this been? And, or we've seen it, but not, you know, maybe to this extent. And then, you know, the alter ego shows up in the second half. And I think that's when – yeah, exactly. Scooby Doo. Let's find it's out right. who this team is. That's right, Mr. Childress. <laughs> I would have got away with it if it hadn't been for you, damn kids. Uh, uh, yeah, and I think I think that that's where you know I'm sure people were, 
you know, walked out of there like relieved that they won. They kind of shell shocked at what they saw, but probably like, like you were saying, it's like, you know what? This is the same old, same old. They could have, you know, so many bad things happened. They could have had one of this historic choke jobs here, you know? And so, um, yeah, I, I think fans probably, it, it hasn't changed their opinion on where things are at. And positive two, to wrap things up, a true positive, Dalvin Cook. Uh, yeah. 11 days after dislocating his shoulder against the Niners. And and look, personally, I wouldn't have played him. But what, 205 yards, two touchdowns, yeah. seven plus yards per carry. He might not be the smartest one, but that is a warrior performance right there. Yeah, you know, Judd, when I, when I heard that he's going to play, I had the same thought. I was like, you know, you got a lot of money tied up into him. Why are you rushing him back? You know, make sure this doesn't, you know, derail or cause any more damage. But, right, man, he's tough. He, yeah. he, I mean, you got to give him a lot of credit. And I'm sure he was in a lot of pain. He's got that heart, that brace, and just. He's in a lot he's of pain this, this morning is my yeah. guess. I wonder how yeah. much pain. I, I mean, you, you've told me the stories about the guys who get shot up before games. Yeah. Yeah. So I, mean, I wonder, I wonder if he was in a when lot it wears of pain off, yeah. then, but when it wears off. Yeah. I agree completely. Yeah. Um, Judd, he's just special. Right. Yeah. And we go back and forth on yeah. the contract and, and, and the, you know, how wise it is to pay a running back. And, you know, I, I probably waffle on that more than anybody, but man, when you watch like last night, you're like, man, he's just a unique player. He's different. He's special. And, I give him a ton of credit to come back when, you know, I'm not sure everybody would rush back the way he did and to have that kind of performance, man, he's, that's, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty uh, remarkable. Yeah. And I, I know that, that uh, certainly in the first half, for sure, the blocking was good and, and sure, he sure, had a yeah. ton of yards before contact, but that to me does not take away the fact that 11 days ago, his shoulder yeah. what popped out and it looked like it hurt like hell. Um, so yeah, he, he is special. That, right. Hey, and that catch he made in the fourth quarter. Oh my gosh. That, right, that third down catch. I mean, that was a big time play there. Yep. Yep. Now, if Kubiak will just take out those wide receiver screens, I'll be happy. <laughs> that that first one almost got picked. That first he, one. He jumped it. I know that guy. Dangerous. Had it. Well, they saw exactly. So, so, uh, Jefferson went in motion. And Pittsburgh saw it and picked up on it. And Kirk, yeah. but I mean, true to Kirk, Kirk threw that ball. Like, that's yeah. the thing about Kirk. <laughs> throw the ball, Kirk. Okay, I'll throw the ball. No, Kirk. Yeah. Do something yeah. else with the ball. They had a, they had that one lined up. Yeah, for sure. All right, sir. Don't forget, Sunday, fun day, football, and furious. Surly furious. Tall boy for I will, Chips Goggins. I, I might have there. this. I might actually have this one right here. See ya, Chipper. Talk to you next week.